This episode of Your Catholic Life is brought to you by Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners with Christ. IowaCatholicRadio.com. That's IowaCatholicRadio.com. Welcome in, everyone, to Your Catholic Life, a podcast for Catholics by Catholics, helping you grow in your faith. I'm John Leonetti, your host. If you're listening to this podcast right now, you're probably pretty passionate about your Catholic faith. There are a few of you that might be on the fence. We've all been there. But many of you, I know my listeners here, you want it all. We screw it up a lot, trust me. But we love the church, and to some extent, we're disheartened by those who don't. Now, I've said it before, I've got enough on my plate battling my will and the will of the world. Believe me, I don't have time nor the desire to battle against the Catholic Church. And I want that for those that I love as well. Unfortunately, though, that's not always the case. So on today's show, we're going to talk to Catholic author and speaker Chris Stefanik. He's going to give us some ways we can allow God to work through us and reignite a bold and contagious love for Jesus Christ and his church in America. Let's bring him in now. Real-life Catholic himself, Chris Stefanik. Hello, Chris. Hey, good to be on, John. I love having you on, man. All right, I got to say this. Can I toot your horn for a second? Can I? All right, here we go. People, (laughs) and I mean this sincerely, people ask me the best speakers out there. They ask me who are the best speakers out there. I kid you not. You're going to think I'm joking here. John Lennon. Yeah, John Lennon. Yes, of course. That's that's always one. You're you're always in my top three, man. I mean, you could move down by the time this interview's over, but you are always (laughs) in my top three. I got to ask you, why do you do it, man? I mean, you you. listen, you, you put in long hours. You travel thousands of miles by car and plane a year. You sacrifice time away from those that you love the most. Why do you do this? Money, fame, and power, obviously. <laughs> yes, <laughs> of course. And you're, you're, you're right there. You're getting it. You know, it, it's, it's amazing. Even if, even if it made you rich, uh, there's, you know, when you think of the time sacrifice, there's, um, and there's no way to get it back, you know, uh, raising a family. And a lot of things you miss, travel a lot. Um, the only reason uh, is the mission. And, and, and thank God my wife agrees with that. I've always told her, you tell me to pull the plug, and I'll switch jobs and stay home, you know? Yeah. Um, but thankfully, I get to be home on the weekends most of the time. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I do it for the mission. I mean, I, I, I never tire of doing this. There, there, every week we do these events, and we see people's lives change. I mean, how could you not want to keep doing that? You well, know, the, the message of the gospel is as relevant as it was 2,000 years ago. Yeah, uh, praise God for that. Well, we're going to talk about, we're going to get into real-life Catholic um, and what it is you guys are doing, these incredible events that you're you're holding on. I want to kind of dive into your life just for a a couple minutes before we really get into the show topic of of reigniting uh, Catholicism in America today. Who were your mentors growing up? Who really shaped your Catholicism and why you do what you do? You know, I've been thinking about this lately. Uh, John Paul II, in a huge way, I mean, I... I'm so grateful for the witness of his life. I'm preparing, I'm emceeing the English stage at World Youth Day in Poland. Hmm. And it's amazing. You know, you get caught up in the busyness sometimes. I was planning with the Sisters of Life, and I just stepped back and thought, whoa, I'm emceeing the World Youth Day stage. That's awesome. In John Paul II's city. I was floored. I almost started crying, thinking about the significance of that for me. Because he changed my life as a kid, you know? And I think... Uh, it really taught me what it, what it looks like to be a dynamic, 
bold, contagious Catholic. Hmm. And he was he didn't he didn't like any clarity about what we believe as Catholics, and he was joyful. And if people wanted to rip him to shreds, he was still joyful. And if communists wanted to suppress his people, he still had a supernatural grin in the face of it all. No matter what he went through, uh, he had that fundamental hope in Christ and in, in this belief that the gospel is the best news in history. And you could see it just, just in his face and the way he carried himself. You know, and and uh, I think that's the kind of Catholic I've always tried to be. It's so funny you mentioned. It's so funny you mentioned that grin. I, I was literally just talking about that the other day with a buddy of mine, and it was such a confident, joyful, holy grin that he would give when when people would come at him, or when there were times yeah. of disagreement. I mean, it was just such a uh, what do you want to say? I, confident in in the gospel and what the Lord speaks. Yeah, I think he probably made the devil very nervous with that grin. <laughs> what is he thinking? What? What does he know? I know. I'm what he's losing right now. We're talking to Chris Stefanik. RealLifeCatholic.com, by the way, is where you can go and check out uh, all the great things that he continues to do. Um, let's get to, uh, we're going to get to the to the solution. Let's get to the problem. Uh, some of the biggest hurdles facing the Catholic Church today are? The world's forgotten the truth, beauty, and power of the gospel. That, that central core message. And I think the world's forgotten it in large part because so many Catholics have forgotten it. We've forgotten to be joyful about this stuff. You've forgotten that we have the best news in all of human history that the world needs to hear. <laughs> yeah. You know? So uh, when you take out the, the gospel message, that, and by gospel message, I'm talking about the fundamental message that God created you for a relationship with himself. He loves you. He died to save you. He rose from the dead. And he calls you to life in himself. And, and this is the best news mankind's ever received. Uh, when you take that context out of Christianity, out of Catholicism, you're really left with something ugly. You're left with something that strikes people as no more than some antiquated uh, rituals and some rules that are hard to follow. That's all you got. It's like marriage without the context of love. We have uh, the ability to, I don't know, sign up for this, guys. You get to give up all your closet space, give up all your money, have kids that suck all your time away, never sleep well again. And, uh, you know, hey, sign me up. No. But if you see the context that you get to give your life to someone in love, this beautiful person gives their life to you, then you know what? The rest of it makes sense. And I think we have an era that's forgetting. You know, we're forgetting the context of Catholicism. Where the heck did all this come from? People look at it from the outside and see smells and bells uh, and old rules. And from the inside, we're, we're kind of forgetting. Wait, wait, hold on, guys. We're not going to let the world dictate who we present ourselves to be. We have the best news in history. We've got to be proud of it. So, and you mentioned rules, uh, right? Okay. I mean, anything worth doing or, or worth having or any kind of love always comes with some kind of rules, right? We may not call them rules unless it's my three-year-old son. Uh, but, but there's always a, a, a set of rules or guidelines that we have to follow. It's like um, in marriage. You say, will you marry me? And by default, you're saying, will you forsake everyone else for me out of love for me? Will you put me first? Will you put yourself second? Because <laughs> I'll do the same for you. That's what life's going to be about now. It's going to be painful. Yeah. You know, when Jesus said, uh, he first announced the kingdom, he said, repent and believe the gospel. In the same breath, he was saying, believe the gospel and repent. Because he was saying, will you marry me? Will you forsake everyone else that have loved me and become one with me? But this relationship requires a ton of sacrifice. It's not remotely easy. Um, and if we present it as something easy... We think we're lowering the bar. We're going to make entry easier and attract more people. Come on, give me a break. How does that work for mainline Protestantism? You know, it's, 
if it doesn't require sacrifice, if it's not authentic love that brings out the heroism, that brings out the ideal of the best of me, why go for it? Why waste any time at all? But yeah, we have the rules and regulations. We have the rituals. We have it all. Uh, but we have to remind the world, and we have to be, be speaking constantly about the context. We have to be seeing first and foremost as a church of the gospel message. Yeah. Uh, and then people will start to accept the rest. Christophanix, my guest, reallifecatholic.com, folks. Uh, you make videos, a lot of them. Uh, and one of the one of my favorite video uh, is is of you talking about atheism today. And you've really kind of uh, gone headfirst against this, right? I mean, this is something yeah. that's really kind of, uh, I would say, uh, captivating the minds and hearts of our young people. You go to a lot of high schools. You've seen this. Uh, what do you think is so attractive to young people about atheism today? that they don't have to commit to anything, <laughs> you know, uh, that they get to rebel against their parents. Um, yeah, no doubt, it's still, it is growing. It's a growing trend for atheism, especially on college campuses. You Because know, if you're an atheist, there's no God, and no one's going to tell you what to do at that party. And you don't have to feel guilty uh, what you did after you were drunk. You know, uh, you know the irony is, uh, you have this world that blames the Catholic Church for making everybody feel guilty. Um, that wants to do away with the concept of God or moral obligations or sin because we want to be free to accept and love ourselves. And we have never loathed ourselves more than we do in 2016. Hmm. Isn't that ironic? That's so true. We have a sense of sin, but no Redeemer. That's so true. Uh, So I think most things attract people to atheism. But I think most people, honestly, in their heart of hearts, still believe in some sort of deity or some life force or some God. I I think that... uh, Atheism is inherently unattractive because, you know, we intuit that life is empty and hollow. There's no inherent purpose to life without a creator. I mean, everybody wants to go somewhere when they die. You know, it's pretty rare that you're going to meet the guy who's, who's like, says what Socrates did, that, you know, maybe at death I'll just fall asleep. That, that sounds good. Hmm. Like a deep sleep. Like, I passed the non-existent. That's peaceful. Uh, most people are terrified of that idea, and, and rightly so. And we're made to want life. Christophanix, my guest right now, uh, folks, he's doing some uh, great work. In fact, he uh, is putting on events. I want to give you an opportunity to talk about those before we let you go, Chris, uh, in some ways that people can hook up in your work. Uh, but before I do, uh, you mentioned college campuses, and you've been on those quite a bit. Uh, where's the hope? I, 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 where's the hope? What, what do you see in the young people today and, and on college campuses, young Catholics? Are they, are they rising up? Are they uh, diving deeper into the Catholic faith? I see a big mixed bag, you know. Uh, <clears throat> I think the number of faithful is getting smaller and smaller. You know, uh, 10, 15 years ago, you could rely on nostalgia for what mom and dad raised you with, or what grandma did to drive you back to religion. And now that nostalgia is gone, there's not, people aren't doing this just because that's what you do anymore. Uh, but that also means that those who are staying faithful in college, they have all the fire that the early Christians did. Mm. And it's a beautiful thing to see. Um, and we're losing most kids in college because our, our campus ministries are just, uh, you know, there's 7,000 campuses in America. Uh, very few of them have campus ministry. I love what Focus is doing. There are about 100 campuses out of that 7,000. Um, you know, it's, it's easy to, to be unrealistic and look at those, those shining lights and think, oh, great things are happening. Well, in, in you know, 6,000 campuses, there's virtually nothing happening. Uh, I realize Catholic, we're creating a, a support system for college students to reach out to them through different media and, and programs that we're going to give away for free. Uh, we're, we're making a program right now to prepare kids to leave from home into college uh, 
Phil Rivers is going to do one of our videos. He's a San Diego Chargers quarterback. Oh, yeah. Bishop Bishop Barron's going to do one. Uh, Pat Lencioni. So we're we're uh, we're helping to solve the problem, you know. Um, and every everything helps right now. That's 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 the best place we're losing almost everybody. How do people get involved in your events? I mean, they they just go to Real Life Catholic, find your schedule, and see if it's coming near you. Yeah, our events. I'm glad you asked about this. Every Wednesday and sometimes Wednesday Thursday. I'm in a different state doing one of our, our reboot live events. Uh, we it's kind of like a Billy Graham crusade for Catholics. You know, hmm. we we work with parishes for six months, meeting up to the events, giving promotional materials, videos, everything they need to make it a world class event. So that everywhere we go, it's it's wall to wall, it's sold out, it's uh, it's packed consistently, uh, and often with a lot of people who haven't been to church in years. So we're trying to provide the event when people say, you know, I want to invite people back. What do I invite them to? Well, here's the thing. Here's what you invite them to. Uh, focus on the basic gospel message, how to live it out every day. And, um, and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's making a huge difference. Um, and we're, we're leaving parishes with teams of people who are excited to continue to reach out. Uh, that's called Reboot Live. And if you go to reallifecatholic.com, click on the See Chris Live tab. You'll find out everything you need to know about that. And on reallifecatholic.com, you can sign up for the newsletter. We uh, give away all our media and videos through that. And once a year, give away a free trip to the Holy Land. Nice. Someone who's in our newsletter list. Nice. Maybe it'll be you, John. I, I'm ready. I'll, I'll sign up, brother. I, listen, I support you. I can't give a lot, but I, I support the best that I can. And, and I can say this honestly, uh, friends, this is a worthy cause. Uh, it's as simple as that. It's a worthy cause if you're looking to, as we said before, create a contagious uh, growth, a focused growth of, of uh, faith in the life of so many thousands across the country. Get on board with Chris and his team, reallifecatholic.com, and you can find out all the information, ways to uh, donate to the cause there, because they need supporters. Hey, hey, Chris. Thank you so much. Absolutely, man. Listen, God bless you. We're going to talk to you again soon. I appreciate you being a part of the podcast, and uh, keep up the good work, all right? Yeah, anytime, anytime. Thanks so much, John. So there you have it, friends. Some ways to ignite a bold and contagious love for Jesus and his church in America today. You've been called. You heard Chris. You've been chosen to help lead people to Jesus. You up for it? I hope so. Friends, make sure to share this and other episodes of Your Catholic Life on Facebook and Twitter, inviting your friends to take part of the show. I'm John Leonetti, signing off here on Your Catholic Life. Remember, the only way to happiness is by holiness. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today.